Today on DC On Screen, we talk about James Gunn boarding Suicide Squad 2. We talk about the Aquaman 5-minute trailer. And CBS doing Secret 6? Crazy times. You think of Earth as a singular planet. In fact, it is anything but. What is is a story, not of a universe, but a multiverse. Where universes and planets, such as Earth, were replicated and mirrored across a vibrating, infinite plane. Some, barely different from the next. Others, drastically so. This is DC On Screen. Every week, Dave and Jason talk about the multiverse of DC properties on film and television. But be warned, if it's been officially released, you can expect they'll spoil it. Welcome into DC On Screen, episode 506. I'm your host, David C. Robertson. This is my trusty co-host, Jason Goss. Hi. <laughs> and uh if you want to come and hang out with us on facebook facebook.com slash groups slash dc on screen podcast it's been kind of busy the last couple of weeks on over there on the group mm-hmm. that it has i mean there's been some kind of big news happening i guess conversations about tone and style and how much input we actually get from the creators yeah you know good geek stuff mm-hmm <laughs> Solid low we'll, down geekery. I guess we'll start off with the big news. I well, I feel bad because up until like yesterday, the big five minute Aquaman trailer was the big news this week. Some stuff happened. It's just it's okay. Yeah, it's we're okay. gonna talk about the Aquaman trailer. Mm-hmm. But um, first up, it looks like, and everybody's reporting this. Deadline is reporting this. The rap I think started it. Um, James Gunn is uh looks like he's attached to suicide squad 2 uh we have been reporting that it was gavin o'connor and it was um from what we understand gavin turned in finally turned into script for suicide squad 2 warner brothers said here's the problem it's a little too close to birds of prey what do you mean birds of prey the thing we just greenlit (laughs) (sighs) all right so gavin o'connor from what i can tell from what i've read this isn't what Justin Kroll is saying, but everybody else is saying it's going to be the Warner Brothers drama Torrance with Ben Affleck. So, guys, I'm sorry. He may have got swole for something else. Mm, possible. So it looks like uh, looks like they're talking to James Gunn, former writer-director of Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2. Famously or infamously, depending on who you ask. Right. So there, he's writing, and he might direct. Uh, David Ayer, everyone was sort of kind of going to him and being like, this is, they're like spitting on you, man. This is bullshit. And David Ayer said, I think it's an incredibly brave and smart move by the studio. <laughs> yeah. David Ayer, who, by the way, has not been really pulling any punches about what Warner, about what Warner Brothers did to him. Um, yeah. Ayer goes on to say, James is the right man for the job. Uh, Rob Williams, right, a former writer of the Suicide Squad comic, says... After writing something like 50 issues of Suicide Squad, that first Guardians movie pretty much tonally nailed what the squad should be. With more villainy, yes, but that's a volume dial switch from 9 to 10, really. It's all about character. Yeah. Uh, Dave Bautista wants to be involved. Michael Rosenbaum says he signed him up, too. Hmm. Uh, I can dig that. We kind of already have characters, though, so... Well, and, actually, and I'm, and James Gunn... They're saying James Gunn is probably going to just start over from scratch. Yeah, but I couldn't tell if they meant that he's going to start over, like, tonally and story-wise, or if he's just going to be, like, cleaning the slate and none of these people count anymore. Because I'm having trouble keeping track of what universe we're in at this point. 
I mean, if I'm starting to need to buy like some yarn and some push pins and a big old board. Yeah, I don't know. Like this, that's something that all the articles have said and hinted at that James Gunn would be starting over from scratch. I don't know. I I assume he would be starting over from scratch in regards to the script. I thought they meant page one rewrite. That's what I thought they meant. Yeah, I don't know if that means all of the characters would be different or certain characters come back. I assume Harley Quinn and the Joker are not coming back. Because there's, they've just got too damn much going on. They've got on. their own stuff going on. And that's that's a reasonable reason. But leaving Will Smith on the outs of this, it seems risky. Well, we don't know what Will Smith is even doing. Like he, According to him, they're still talking about possibly doing like a Deadshot movie. I know. It's hard to keep track of where he is on this, too. Oh, the fact is, we don't know. We Nothing. don't know if they're bringing back Croc or Boomerang or any of these people. Right. Um for, I mean, really, the the premise of Suicide Squad, really, they could just have Waller come back and have a whole new group of people that you want to play with. Yeah. I mean, and it doesn't even have to be Waller. It traditionally is, but it really doesn't have to be. Yeah, I guess it doesn't. It could just be You're another right. Black Ops group. Um, you can do the thing where there are a lot of Wallers if you want to. Whatever. You can you can just completely reboot this and say, like, yeah, we're all Amanda Waller, whatever. And it's still DCEU. It's still in the universe. Yeah. You can still say all that. Yeah. Um, I am... Interested. I'm not excited. Internet won't let me be excited about anything. No. Screw those guys. <laughs> this was this was the right place for him to fall for a lot of reasons. I mean, he mm-hmm. the the Guardians movie, especially the first one, uh, but both of them to to large extent are about redemption of villains and yeah. especially like uh, forming a family out of uh, a bunch of selfish assholes. That, that's almost what he specializes in. Right. In that, <laughs> at least in those movies. Um. And I loved both Guardians movies. Yeah. I don't have all the qualms that so many DCU fans seem to have. Like, oh, it's comedy. I thought it was a damn funny movie, but I, that's not a yeah. problem for me. I don't. These things don't have to be funny or sad or whatever. They can just yeah. be what they are. It's fine. So he's. Yeah. It's a good. It's a really good fit for him. I know he can do it, and mm-hmm. I mean, it's. A, I think a huge win that he's actually available for WB. Right. Like <laughs> Sean Gunn. Sean Gunn just posted. Like, reposted the story from Variety, I think it was, and uh, uh-huh. it was just, it was the emoji that I would, ha- I'd, I'd have to call it, like, the abashed, the abashed emoji. I'm not sure how you mm-hmm. describe emojis. It seems, it seems kind of meta and beyond the point to be trying to describe it with words, but. Yeah. But it, it seemed like what it, what I what I took from it was him kind of saying, like, yep, he's somewhere else now. That's how I read it. Yeah. I mean, I didn't see that one, so. I just saw it, like, ten minutes ago. But, uh, you know. I do, there is a, there is a part of me that <laughs> kind of is annoyed with Warner Brothers just because I'm like, dude, you guys spent so much time and energy trying to get away from the divisiveness of Zack Snyder or just divisiveness in general. Like, we don't want people to wonder if they like the movie or not or to, for it to be really divisive. And then you turn around and hire like a guy so divisive that Marvel fired him. See, I think it has to do with um, like the previous regime did uh, kind of try to de-Snyderize and placate, mm-hmm. I feel like. And that just, it, it if there were two, there were four now. If there were four, there were eight now and so on, you know? Oh, yeah. I, I it, it seems like the new regime might be more interested in just making so many sandlots that no matter how pissed you are, <laughs> there's somewhere you can play. I thought that's what the last regime was kind of doing. No, I, I I mean, they were trying to make a single universe. That's how this whole thing started, was a single universe, a single vision, and we're going to do this. And then, there, honestly, there was a bunch of cowardice involved in not pulling through that uh, with that vision. My yeah, take. This, the previous regime seemed to think that 
This is where we were for, four or five years ago, at least. Was we're gonna do right. that for 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 something to be in a single universe? It all had to have the same gritty vision, and but you know there. I mean, you've seen it all over the place. Everyone has said this. Uh, nothing new here, but every movie since Man of Steel has been a reaction to the previous movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Man of like, Steel uh, just started. Skittering. That's what we've been doing since then. Absolutely. It's been Warner Brothers skittering and scuttering into the into the darkness like cockroaches. Cowards? <laughs> Cowards and vagabonds. Right. With all the purse strings and all the powers. That's what we've been getting is a shaky vision that is, uh, I, I think, I think the new guy's plan really is maybe just we're going to find a landing place for all these people. We're going to spread a few nets. We're going to bring in the idea of loose continuity. We're going to bring in the idea of of several versions of things. We're going to embrace that. Screw you, Diane. We're going to embrace all that and and catch as many of these people as we can. Yeah. Well, I mean, Diane says that this is where they should have been going all along. So Yeah, but she didn't say that years ago. It's an old... She didn't say that years ago. She didn't. She was the one for a long time, at least the one who had to say it. It may not have been her idea, but she was the one who had to say in front of people, you know, we, we shouldn't confuse where these characters are in the universe. And we all yeah. kind of thought, eh, bollocks. <laughs> but at the time, we were worried about simple things like, hey, you know, I know you have a Flash on TV, but you can have one on in the Justice League too and stuff like that. The world seems so simple back then, Dave. Yeah. I I, uh, I wish for the frets we once had. <laughs> But yeah, so it looks like we've got James Gunn in the DC Universe for a minute. If you don't like it, I'm sorry. Kick rocks. Don't know what you can do. There's clearly There's nothing we can do. Don't bother with the petitions. Of, yeah, plenty of times I have to go kick rocks. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe it'll change. Maybe it won't. Maybe I, we'll all die one day and none of this will matter. Yeah, and to be very oh, wait, sure... Oh wait, that was like, the, the one thing that I know is going to happen. Yeah, that's the thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all the copies will be burned and we'll all forget. We're sure about that. Right, but uh, well, man, the um, and I isn't. I mean, th- I did. I haven't read the Variety one in particular. I, I looked at the wrap and the deadline, but it's still technically at sources say right now. It's just big sources are saying it. Yeah, I, there I isn't like a, there isn't an official press something or other. It, it, it could backfire. Right. It's just this one feels real. Mm-hmm. I saw some place saying that Warner Brothers confirmed to us, and I was like, No, 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 weird. No, I'm starting would- to think people don't understand the definition of the word confirm anymore. I, I, yeah, I mean, if you go onto Facebook, it's, it's just, oh, it's official, breaking news. No, yeah. no, it, the news is broken. Broken news, baby. Yeah. Broken news. Yeah. Broken, scattered, um, shattered news. I mean, it's starting to feel a little bit like, uh, like, you remember when the, the dictionary decided that figurative did mean literal or <laughs> literally? Yeah. I mean, part of my, part of my soul just just died that day and sometimes I, I feel the same way when i see like confirmed and go back and well, you no it's not what that means yeah i want well, no, letterhead no, at the top of this before you say the word confirmed <laughs> <laughs> these guys are all meeting deep throat in the back of an alley and uh, i don't know it's a sad landscape some days but this one does feel real to me it does yeah. it does occur to me though that they could be kind of floating it as a source to say to see how bad it goes over and if it if it's if it just doesn't work at all, I'll be, uh, what, we never said that. What are you talking about? Who are these sources? Sense. Blame these. Name them. That makes sense. Oh man. All right. Mm-hmm. We gotta get the. We gotta get over to Aquaman. Five. <laughs> this big five minute trailer they put out. Big badass trailer. Yeah. You know it's very pretty. Mm-hmm. But but that that de aging is very wonky looking to me on the aqua rinse. <laughs> 
Which one? <laughs> on on his parents, on the aqua rinse. Oh, that rinse. Okay. I didn't catch yeah. that one at all. Um, I mean, oh, the, the same still... shot, though, of Orm that worried you on the initial trailer, I feel like they gave it a longer, like you had longer with that shot, and I felt like it looked a lot better. I'm not sure if it's just because we had more time or what, but. I felt like that, too, but I might be wrong. I was I was a little like, eh, I don't know. But then, like, they, I felt like that one looked better, but then uh, Dolph Lundgren looked worse. Like, when we, we, we see him, and I was like, oh, that made up for it. Oh. I didn't, I didn't <laughs> catch him at all. So I like, well, I didn't catch that looking oh. bad at all. I just, um, okay. and generally if it was new, I was just kind of watching it and wondering about like, what kind of tone are we doing here? How much is this, how much fun versus, mm-hmm. um, you know, what kind of experience am I going to have? And honestly, part no. of, part of that is sometimes I want to like, if the movie's fun enough and I think palatable enough, it's one of the ways I, I can like ask the wife, like, Hey, you're going to actually enjoy this one. Cause she doesn't get into this stuff like we do. Be like, right. No, like you're going to enjoy Spider-Man. It's going to be a fun one. It's going to be a character that you're going to kind of relate to early on. That that mm-hmm. kind of thing. So I'm watching for some of that when I'm watching these kind of trailers. But Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I saw the de-aging and I went, eh. But then like a second <laughs> later, you know, Nicole Kidman is fighting the honor guards in the lighthouse or whatever as they're like coming for, for, for baby Artie. Right. And uh, I went, oh, <laughs> no, shit, that looks, yes. like, looks awesome. But for the love of God, don't pause it. Don't pause it while she's fighting them. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Because the de-aging effects are just all over the place. Well, you don't have to pause it in the theater. It'll be all right. Yeah, don't pause it. I was a little confused. Like, Not a huge fan basic- of the pausing unless it's just looking for Easter eggs anyway. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, like up until the point where they're like walking into that uh, Atlantean temple or whatever the hell it is in the middle of the desert. Yeah. I yeah. felt like I was watching CGI only up until the point they walked in. I went, okay, now they're people. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm confused. Why does, why is he the only source of water? Does she not have any water inside of her? I, I would think she had to have. I would think they both did, but it seems, it would seem just as easy to just grab it off his forehead. But she said, she like made it a point to say that he's like the only source of water. Maybe she can't, I don't know. You think maybe she it's can't something. Take her own water out? No, maybe it's something more <laughs> physiological. Like he is, he's built differently. You can just mm. pull it out of him when you want to. Oh, uh, well, I mean, he could have just peed on it. Yeah, which was kind of funny. I saw I saw so many people hate that line. I it, I just I laughed. I laughed. I'm okay I with mean, that. I mean, not one. like a not like a boisterous belly laugh or anything. No. but I went, you know. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's a chuckle. <laughs> That's what that deserves is a chuckle. I got a chuckle. It's fine. I don't know. What Maybe I, there's some background to to the water part. I'm not going to pick that apart until it's time. Yeah. Um. I thought it was interesting. I mean, this movie is pretty much going to be a MacGuffin movie. Mm, I think so. Yeah. Uh, with someone in the in our group, at least like, the first oh, part of it feels like it's gonna be a MacGuffin movie. Yeah, I mean, I always thought that though. It always kind of seemed that way. They were setting the MacGuffin movie up from Justice League. Zack, Zack Snyder was set, setting that up. Like, no, nah, it's gonna be a. He's gonna have a you know Quintent or Quintent or whatever you call it. Yeah, five prong thing right over here. Um, I you know, well, I mean, that's not a big problem though. Right? I mean, that's a just a common accepted movie thing. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the top 100 AFI movies, I'll bet at least 10 of them are MacGuffin movies. Yeah. I mean, there's not that much that, there's not there aren't that many things that can drive a plot. No. No, it's it's <laughs> actually not as complicated as people want to think it is. <laughs> you, it, it it would I mean, seriously, if we sat here and tried to list them, we'd we wouldn't get past a dozen before we're starting to really reach for how you could maybe mm-hmm. do another kind of plot. Mm-hmm. 
So uh, the, the little hologram of King Atlan has the thing where he says, in the wrong hands, the trident would cause destruction. In the hands of the true heir, it would unite the kingdoms above and below. Which makes sense. It sounds like, and it looks like they we, they show that in the in the in the trailer. It looks like they show King Atlan like maybe his were the wrong hands, and he like is sinking the above Atlantis. You know, like he's uh, that looks like what they were showing in the trailer for just a brief second. Yeah, could be. Um, I love I, I love I love their chemistry. I love Mira and Arthur's chemistry. Chemistry. Uh, chemistry. Um, yeah when she says what did it say he's like something something trident (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna enjoy their little exploration their little adventure yeah and i loved like the throne room where it shows like orm like you can see like mira a little mira up there you can see uh, a little orm like floating down to arthur dude their throne room the atlantis throne room looks like a freaking apple store yeah (laughs) it Either that or, like, the inside of a Captain D's fish. Oh, those are you know, very you, different atmospheres. You know, if you, uh, not like the, not the restaurant, but if you break apart the fish, oh. how it's all white oh, and layered Oh, the actual inside. thing. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the inside of a cartoon fish. <laughs> gotcha. Um, but, yeah, gold uh, gold scales, man. Mm-hmm. Green gloves. Mm-hmm. Very excited. Whole thing on that. Uh, One-shot chase scenes. Great. Can't. That one shot chase scene was amazing. That's solid. Very, very hyped about that. And I'm, I don't know. I, I don't think they're blowing their load there. It's possible. Mm-hmm. But you got to feel like if they put that much in just the extended trailer, there's there's more to come that they're going to be like really excited about kind of blowing you out of the water with. Oh, yeah. Pun I not mean, intended. James, James Wan said, uh, you know, the trailer contains spoilers by nature. So if you don't want anything spoilt, don't see it. But I can't say this. The five minute trailer barely scratches the surface of the actual movie. Yeah, I believe that. I, you know, I have not been, like, the most excited about this movie because I'm not a big fan of, like, those type of, like, adventure movies, like Romancing the Stone. Mm -hmm. This looks pretty dope, though. Yeah, it seriously does. Like, it actually got me really excited. Yeah, yeah, I'm in. I mean, uh, I keep getting excited about that shot of the, the giant shot of the crocodile coming down on the, what looks like some kind of crabbish thing. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, the little boy inside of you just has to kind of yelp when you see that. But at the same time, <laughs> when I saw like a bunch of sharks lined up against a bunch of seahorses, yelp, 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 yelp. <laughs> this is, this is, yeah. I'm, I, like, yeah, I'm happy about it. It's one of those things that like, I feel like I, I don't know. I, I try to think of like, if you weren't invested in the character of Aquaman or if you didn't care about DC Comics at all, would you care about this movie? The answer is probably not because that's who I am. Like, if I don't know where it came from, I was like, eh, whatever. <laughs> I don't know. I it's so kind of visually exciting. I think a lot of people might just might just want to go see what it's about. Yeah, like it looks so weird, and it has that the. Right, I would probably wait until video and then watch it. I think a lot of people just go, "Well, that looks like it's going to be fun." And yeah. what you do know is there's going to be some kind of adventure aspect to it, like some kind of quest aspect to it. You know, there's going to be mm-hmm. uh, a, a giant war somewhere during it, and uh, you, you know it's a sibling rivalry. If you've watched any of the trailer at all, like you know there's. Adventure, conquest, mm-hmm. rivalry, war, victory to be had. You know, it's it's just, um, it's buckets. Arthurian legend, it might as well be. But Yeah. Like, I don't know how to, like, I'm really excited. I don't know how to reconcile my, my feelings, though. Because mm-hmm. if I didn't know any of this stuff, I probably wouldn't go see this. Like, it's just, it's like one of those, like, uh, like Beowulf or, you know, like, uh, what was that, Hercules? 
Is that, that was a Hercules. That came out recently? Yeah. That was several years <laughs> like, ago, but I think so, yeah. Yeah. I, I was just like, I don't know. I wouldn't know what to do with it. I'd be like, all right, I don't know what to do with you. Yeah. Sahara starring Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. I, <laughs> Again, several years ago. I get it. But, I, but I, I knew why I wasn't watching that one. Yeah. But, you know, I, I it looks cool. It doesn't look like anything I've ever seen before, for sure. Actually, a good example for me is like Dunkirk. I look, oh, really? It looks like it mm. might be. It looks like it might be fun, but I don't really have a compelling interest in World War II stories. So I just kind of thought, ah, it's probably good. I'm not going to see it. Yeah. And I, I think that played out. Apparently, it is very good, and I am still not going to get on that. Yeah. I'm not being defined here. Like, it's just not on my to-do list. That's one of those movies I'm like, I feel like I should pretend to want to see that to intelligent people. No. But I can't even be bothered to do that. Mm-mm. I'm like, eh. I'm just gonna pin it on Nolan. I don't want to see it. It's Nolan. <laughs> no, I just I, I I just have no compulsion whatsoever to see. It. I feel like I've seen enough of them. In this, I don't know. I mean, I know there's a new story to tell always, but I've I've had my personal fill of them. Yeah, and I get surprised every now and then. I mean, I'm sure I I might be wandering through somewhere, and God knows what could end up on my plate. And I mean, I it, halfway through a movie, end up watching the last half of it. I don't know. It could happen. Mm-hmm. And thinking, man. That was fantastic. Ah, it's just not something I'm going to seek out. And let's face it, we don't live in like a culture where you're flipping through the channels anymore for the most part and end up finding that movie and go, ooh. Yeah. Man, I've, I've got like 10 different services that I pay for because I want the things on them. And I have I have like alerts set up for when the new thing will be available. Like everything at this point I watch, I'm seeking out. It's hard to accidentally run across a Dunkirk. Mm-hmm. So it's either on my to-do list or didn't. It's pretty much gotten to the point where now like I can't – like, I just have to judge new movies based on who directed them, if I know them. So yeah. if it's like Nolan, if it's like a Nolan movie, I'm going to go, I'm not going to watch three hours to not know what happens at the end. It's a, it's a fair critique. <laughs> um, and sadly, that's just how we have to live. And like, people can just be like, oh man, you got to see Interstellar, you know, all they want. I'll, I'll always go, how, how'd that end? And then when they can't explain it to me, I'm like, right. Yeah. Sure you, want the, you sure you want the spoiler? No, I want you to tell me. What happens at the end of this movie? Uh, well, uh, if you can't give case. me, uh huh, okay. you can't give me a rough sixty-second epilogue, I can't be bothered. <laughs> like I don't care about spoilers. Then just tell me how it is. I don't know. Or, or, I'm not watching or, it. Yeah, it just, you don't have to sell me even on it. Just if you can do it physically in sixty seconds. <laughs> Unless you're like one of my, you know, close-knit inner circle who can be like, dude, trust me, watch this. I'm probably not gonna watch it. Yeah. Uh, all right, so we're going to move over to DCTV news, because that's all we've got. It was a big yet little week. movie's been yeah, doing that to us recently, though. It's been absolutely big or nothing. Mm-hmm. So news just broke right before we, we got on here that CBS, of all people, CBS, <laughs> they've ordered a pilot for The Secret Six. And if you don't know what that is, it's just a bunch of bad guys. It's Bane, Harley Quinn, Lex Luthor, the Mad Hatter, the Penguin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We don't know if any of these characters will be appear in the series. No. Since the CBS, it'll probably be, you know, I don't know, a bunch of dudes in like Hawaiian shirts who are, you know, dealing with a cartel something. I don't know. Right. It'll be boring. It'll be boring and procedural because of CBS. It's very possible. But <laughs> I saw the two showrunners, or I saw the two people uh, tied to it right now, and I cannot mm-hmm. pronounce his name. Do, do you have his name? I don't have his name. Uh, the, well, Rick Muriagu something (laughs) is going to be writing and executive producing. And I don't know how to say his name, 
with uh, Bill Lawrence of Scrubs. Yeah. Which is weird. It, that's a weird pairing. That is a weird pairing. And Jeff Ingold is executive producing. Murray, Murray, Gui, I, I, Rick. All right, so Rick, uh-huh. um, to me, is of Suits and Men of a Certain Age. Right. Those are those are movies. I mean, those are shows that were I've heard a lot of great things about. Great things. Even The Good Guys, which was um, short lived, mm-hmm. was was pretty fun for what it was. But um, I the I, the yeah, Men of a Certain Age, fantastic. Suits. I've honestly, I I lost time to keep. I keep, I lost time to keep going. It's one of those things I wish I had time to go back for, and I just don't right now. Mm-hmm. But I loved every episode I actually had time for. Okay. It's procedural in the sense that yes, it's you know you're a lawyer and you're dealing with things, but the way he ran the show, it wasn't so much here's the episode this week, here's what we're dealing with this week. It was kind of mini arcs. You know, you had a problem mm-hmm. you're dealing with for a few episodes. You had an overall kind of dramatic background, something or other between all the characters that was going on. Like there was a hostile takeover the of the firm you had to deal with for that season, or or a new guy on top, this guy or whatever. You know, it, there was a background thing, and there were several mini yeah. arcs. But he didn't do a lot of just what are we doing this episode. And when he did do mm-hmm. a lot of when he did do a what are we doing this episode, it tied in very, I think, very succinctly. Like it wasn't a basic procedural for me. Well, that's good. That's good news. And I like Scrubs. And then we know Bill Lawrence and Scrubs. Like, Scrubs was just damn charming. Just a yeah. damn charming And I, I hear good things about Cougar Town. Uh, I enjoyed episodes of Spin City. I never watched it for, you know. I did watch uh, that any. one pretty much every time I got a chance when it was originally airing, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. I, if they if they keep the lineup, if it's, uh, at the very least, a good <laughs> a good lineup of people like i don't need the penguin or the mad hatter i don't need any have to be people, big really names. but there's the dc canon is vast name. you can get in there and have some have some real fun with some minor characters grab some sea listers and really make something could be really cool uh, it, it could be really cool it really could they could gra- have all these people and just have a uh a superhero show up from time to time and that'd be awesome yeah there's also a real possibility because it's cbs that we're talking about how season two is actually going to be premiering on CW in 2021. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of CW, they put out the, the first look at Ruby Rose in the Elseworlds Arrowverse crossover. And um, damn, spot on, right? Yeah, I'm pretty excited. Like, that my good. one complaint is that the inside of the cape wasn't red enough. <laughs> damn. Oh, no. If that's all and you that got, was, yeah, you can. Yeah, that was my qualm. Yeah. I was just like, eh. but I have always wondered about that. <laughs> it seems pretty, you know, hard to hide <laughs> that. I, I mean, mean, that is a super red cape. <clears throat> It'd be the same, you know. If you're you're coming down on a villain, you know, they're going to be shooting at you. You want them to like shoot at the bright spots, and yeah. the cape is probably a pretty good place for them to try to shoot. The uh, yeah, the Dark Knight Returns theory. I mean, this is the only thing we have. It's a good thing. It was a great explanation it's, for it's an old really good an theory. old gag. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. She looks like a badass, man. I'm super excited about this. She looks so comic accurate. I thought they were going to do something crazy. Uh, nah, man, I'm down. No, I'm down. that is they a got the Wayne, bat uniform. I mean, yeah, they uh, they got Wayne Enterprises in the background. They got the bat signal, yeah. and she looks spot on. I'm I'm down. And it's her bat signal. Like it's it's all very very on point so far. And mm-hmm. I gotta admit, like. Gotham kind of looks good in the CW coloring and lighting. Yeah, I mean, it looks a little like UPN, Star Trek Voyager, Enter the Borg type of thing, where suddenly the other Borg were green all the time. <laughs> Maybe. But, uh... <laughs> Just felt like it... <laughs> I think it looks good, It though. felt like it fit the CW's uh, universe. And 
I, I still don't know where the world, the word else world is taking us regarding her appearance, but I'm pretty pumped. <clears throat> just, just the acknowledgement of that line makes me happy. Yeah. All right. So I'm excited about this. I don't know if you know who this person is, but black lightning for season two, they're adding, uh, Erica Alexander. She's going to be playing uh, Perenna, a therapist with telepathic abilities who is trying to help Jennifer Pierce acclimate to her new powers and the emotions that go along with them, as they say. Uh, I know Erica Alexander uh, from later episodes of The Cosby Show, but mainly from Living Single. She played Maxine. Hmm. Like I, I, I loved that show. I watched that show every week <laughs> when I was growing up <laughs> with Queen Latifah. Yeah, I remember Living Single being there. I just don't remember it being on my uh, to-do list. On your radar, yeah. yeah. Oh, it was definitely on my radar. I just, <laughs> it it wasn't even even the later episodes of, of the Cosby Show. Like I forget what I'd moved on to in my reruns at that point. But at that point, it would have been just runs for Living Single. But I don't know what I was watching at the mm-hmm. time. But I was aware of it and didn't drag it down. I mean, I I won't I won't sully myself to to perform it here. But I know all of the words to the theme song. <laughs> mm. <laughs> no one wants to hear me rap. <laughs> No. <laughs> Let us not. Oh, we're moving over to DC Universe shows now. Jeff Johns is teasing. That a almost multiverse. hurt me. I was grabbing a quick, quick drink, and it was a lot of not choking and saying no, please no. <laughs> throat worked really hard to make all that. I hear you. Make all that happen for me. Jeff Johns was talking to Brandon Davis over of ComicBook.com. Says. uh in relation to the DC Universe shows, it is much like the multiverse in the comics, and I don't think there's any hard, fast rules saying Stargirl and Swamp Thing aren't in the same universe as Titans and Doom Patrol. Right now, I'm just working on Stargirl and trying to make Stargirl the best Stargirl TV show it can possibly be. Whether it connects to another show down the line is open-ended. He just said, we'll see. Pretty much. And then he talked about how Titans is an opportunity to do less of a procedural show and more of a 12-hour movie. Yeah. So I'm excited for that. Yeah. I hate the procedural aspects of any TV show for the most part. It does uh, generally bore me. I mean, I mean, it, it's kind of nice to have something in the background sometimes, but just literally for noise. But that's what they make music for. Mm-hmm. By the way, Titans has been renewed for a second season already. Yeah, I know. Excited. And Akiva Goldsman is saying... That dude's everywhere. Akiva Goldsman is saying... In early days, we kind of grossly discussed the first three seasons, just in very large blocks, and obviously with serialized television. What's great these days is you could do setups and payoffs, at least within the season. There are also some that we hope will be able to pay off next season. So they've planned for three seasons on Titans. Mm-hmm. That is amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, for everyone uh, who is griping about the comic accuracy of the uniforms, uh Anna Diop, or I think that's how you say her name, playing Starfire. Probably not, but let's go for it. Yeah. She says she's going to be getting a comic-accurate costume. She says, as soon as I put it on, everyone was flipping out. It's awesome because it's something that so many people have seen for so long, and it means so much to people, and this is the first time we're bringing it to life. But you know, our story takes time. It takes its time. It's an origin story. It takes its time in the characters coming to this place where you can see them in the way that everyone's always known. I hope that the audience can be patient with us and have fun with us. Nice. It's a ride and it's a fun one. See? See, guys? This is what we've been telling you. Give them a second. <laughs> Tegan Croft, who's playing Raven. She says she can't say much about it, but she does have the classic hood, and as the series progresses, she goes from kind of a stylized version to the costume 
to getting closer to the comic book version of the costume. See, guys? Yeah. See? I mean, no Give him a minute. Give him a second. No one's really freaking out about, like, <laughs> right now, Dick Grayson is just in his Robin uniform. And it's a good-looking Robin uniform, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. And, but we haven't seen... There, there, none of the trailers so far involve him in a Nightwing outfit. No, I'm fine with that. No one's freaking out about it. I, I don't, I don't know why it's different, but just, you know, let's all, let's all take a second. Yeah, and I know you saw this, by the way. The, uh, they put out a, a little trailer that was nothing but like the most violent shit. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, just people being brained. It was fantastic. Yeah, and like the promo begins with like Deadpool's quote from <laughs> saying, "So dark. Are you sure? Are you sure you're not from the DC universe?" Right. Which you and can only hear in Ryan Reynolds' voice. Yeah, and it's attributed to Deadpool, American philosopher. Which made me laugh harder than anything else in there. Absolutely. And then they say to that, we say, suck it, Mr. Poole, with love, the DC Universe. Yeah. That was fantastic. It was better than the the final trailer, which I didn't even deign to really put in our notes because there wasn't a whole lot new. It was just kind of, all right, let's just get to the show now. Yeah. I mean, it's dropping <laughs> in no time. We'll be fine. It'll get here yeah. quite soon. Yeah, um, by the time, if you're listening to this, like, as it is, like, newly available, Titans will be on tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. So. It's... Yeah, it'll be here any second. Um, I, I do like what they're doing right now in general with the DC Universe. Like, I like the tone of that. Mm-hmm. The, the kind of doing the show seriously but not taking themselves seriously. That's cool. I like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything about Harley's little, uh, little, little uh, what do you call that, a one-shot kind of thing. Anyway, about anything about Harley's introduction so far in the DC Universe, mm-hmm. fantastic. Just fantastic. And then even John's kind of saying, like, we're – he basically said we're not there yet. We're not, we're not even worrying about the – because they are, apparently – just trying to focus on the shows they're doing and make mm-hmm. that the best it can possibly be. That's what I would advise them to do. It's literally yeah. what I'd tell them to do is let's not worry about building a world yet, you guys. Just make sure the properties yeah. we bit off can be chewed properly. <laughs> uh, yeah. Now, th- there were some reports that, um, well, I think it was Brendan Fraser may-, may have even said it, or maybe there was, I'm not sure exactly what happened, but it was reported that Doom Patrol was going to be released in December of 2018. That is not the case. No. Uh, they actually did put out a schedule, and it's kind of wonky. A few different places are reading the, because they didn't actually have like dates written down. They just sort of had uh, the show logos on sort of a scale. Yeah. It's and a- they didn't tell us how to really read that, so I kind of interpreted it as I could, and then just looked at what the majority of people were saying. Right. Um, that might mean. So, but it looks like October to mid-January, we're going to get Titans. And then Young Justice will be uh, late December to early February. And then we'll take a break and then start back up in June and run until mid-July. Uh, Doom Patrol looks like mid-February to late May of 2019. Swamp Thing, late May to late August. Stargirl, late August to late November. And it looks like Harley Quinn is going to be mid-October to uh, January 2020. Of course, it also says that all of that is subject to change. But that's that's basically what we're looking at. We're looking at like a week in between. A week or two in between all these shows. Yeah, the, the gaps between them are pretty small. <laughs> and they're going to run weekly. Weekly episodes. Yeah. Roughly once this gets started, you're mm-hmm. going to be on the, the app or whatever version you're using of it every week. Roughly. Yeah. And short of Young Justice overlapping and uh, Stargirl and Harley Quinn overlapping at the end of this little, uh, we'll call it a calendar, um, mm-hmm. it's going to be pretty staggered, which I can kind of appreciate. 
Yeah, I can kind of appreciate it. It does make you worry about like, <laughs> like poor Doom Patrol is set to end somewhere kind of mid-May. Uh huh. Right when everything else does. Yeah, but they're not going to take it down, so people are going to be able to go back and visit it when they can. I know, I know, but um, which is probably what we're going to have to do. Yeah, like, yeah. There's no way we're getting. There's no way we're getting going to get to everything all the time. No, not anymore. Good, good lord. No. When when we started <laughs> this, it was totally doable. <laughs> Those days are over. They long gone, <laughs> long gone. Like I, at this point, I remember shows that are kind of in our bailiwick and go, "Oh crap, I hadn't thought about that in forever." What I miss. Mm-hmm. And then you look at this whole schedule of, of thing. This is an entire platform being launched on. Basically, like we could do a show on this platform for God's sake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it would still be a full time gig. It would. I don't think we'd be able to do that. No. All right, over on Krypton. <laughs> logo, speaking, uh, lo- speaking of the uh-huh. width and breadth and width of our uh, available things to watch, yeah, over on Krypton, Lobo. No, damn, Lobo. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so the guy playing Lobo, uh, what's his name? Emmett Scanlon. Is that right? Uh, let me see. I didn't write it down for some reason. I don't know why. Or type it, or copy and paste it. <laughs> he put up a he put up a picture of himself as I'll as the main man. Uh, he says it's a fragging honor to join Krypton. It's a mother fragging honor to be invited back into the DC Comics world, but to take on the greatest bounty hunter of any galaxy, Lobo. Mm-hmm. That shit ain't just an honor; it's a mission, and it fits like a hand to a fragging glove. Uh, first look at our ultimate bastage, Lobo. This has never been done before. Making history, taking risks, balls out, wide, uh, open wide. That's <laughs> Hashtag amazing. Lobo. Hashtag Krypton. Hashtag assassin to royalty. Hashtag scourge of the cosmos. This dude looks like Lobo. Like I've seen a lot of people like either be like, "Why does he look like a pro wrestler?" Which I don't know. Why does Lobo look like a pro wrestler? This is exactly That's what, what he Lobo looks, like, looks like. And he he is the living embodiment of hair metal. Forgot like just it's that's what he it is. is. I mean, in Superman the animated series, they would switch over from that you know lovely orchestral music whenever he was on. It's like bang, boom, 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 you know, <laughs> yeah. It's like just like crack me swing right into metal. It would go to cheap metal music. <laughs> like, it would go to someone setting the synthesizer to distortion and just hitting a little little power chords. It was weird. Which is perfect for Lobo. Yeah. It's perfect for Lobo. It was like as close as they could get without just I mean, hiring like, a four piece garage band to do the Lobo stuff for him and, and remixing I mean, we the see like thing. Superman we see like Superman flying like and then it cuts over to Lobo, like, he's like, I'm going to kick that big red ass all over the city. Yeah. Like, absolutely. But yeah, this dude looks like him. I mean, he's not like his, he's not as built. Everybody keeps pointing that out. He's not like the Hulk. No. He doesn't I have mean, to be. He is not Lobo's swole, but he's pretty swole, especially for yeah. where you saw him last time. Because I, I, yeah. I got to admit, yeah. I'm sorry. And by the way, you did get Emmett, Emmett Scanlon was his name. Or is, is his name. Presumably, he didn't just die before I said that <laughs> sentence. Fingers crossed. Yeah, um, or at least they got all the footage in the can before. Um, that would be his last wish. Now, he he, I, don't, I I don't remember him looking like that before. I don't know what he's done in the off season here. I don't know what he's done in between. So this is he's entirely just on my radar for Constantine and that. I don't know what he's done before or after. No idea. Yeah. But um, mm. oh yeah, man. It, it it it. I don't know. I mean, I, I haven't heard what his the, sexual uh, problem is with it. I, don't, I haven't heard his actual like voice when he's doing it. I mean, maybe he'll come up and show up and be like, "Hey guys, how you doing? I'm Lobo." I mean, I hope not. 
but uh, they never stopped Mike Tyson from being a badass. Yeah, exactly. I don't <laughs> think that's what we're in here. Or that's what we're in for. I, I don't think so. I mean, you know, I, even, I don't know, look back at Hugh Jackman in X-Men 1. He was like tiny. Yeah, fittingly Give so. him a minute. Give Lobo a, just a second to bulk up a little bit. Now nah, they've got plenty of time. This looks this looks Maybe pretty not good this for what we're starting. I and, do, you know, like, the only our thing fears that, were that he was going to be New 52 Lobo. Yeah, there were people worried that it was going to be the, uh, the, the slim kind of, um, reminds me of like one of the Anne Rice vampires kind of version of him. Yeah. Who's like stuck in, he's he's currently, if I remember correctly, he's stuck in one of Brainiac's little bottles. Yeah, why not? Like during Rebirth, they like brought back the the real Lobo. Mm-hmm. And there's a bit where like they're they're like, Hal Jordan, somebody goes to grab uh, the little Brainiac bottle that has the the New 52 Lobo and Hal Jordan just grabs it and goes, let's just put him back on the, on the shelf. He's good where he is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to deal with that. I, I, all right, I thought... Not to fall too much over the picture. I, I I think it's a good, really damn good start. I think it fits their tone mm-hmm. pretty well. And if I yeah. if I had to wish for anything, it's really like I kind of wish I saw the hook at the end of that chain. But other than that, yeah, I'd like to think they're just sitting there really worrying about that hook. Like, we want to get this right. Yeah. And, you know, uh, I, if I had to complain about one, anything, I would say maybe, can we bring the skull up to be actually his belt buckle as opposed to his That's a cod, cod piece. piece. That's a cod piece, sir. You're looking at a cod piece. I know. That's 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 my issue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's not a big deal. I forget the funny bartender's name in Krypton, but I feel like he's gonna he's gonna help you with that. He's gonna he's yeah. gonna have to mention that. It's not a big deal. If it was, he wouldn't be covering it with a codpiece. Sure. Wink. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but no, I it looks great. I I think he looks great. Yeah. And when we do see that, the hook, I I do like mm-hmm. I when I actually it, assuming I see it, it's fine if I don't. But if I do see the hook. I do want to kind mm. of wonder if, if like, is that blood on? That's I think that's blood on that. Mm. I think I want to have a moment where there's a discoloration. You're like, yeah, that's that's probably blood. Hopefully the codpiece isn't covering the hook. No. <laughs> no, that, that chain would look silly. <laughs> <laughs> we are DC on screen. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, you know, I'm going to hook you. This, I'm, that's all I've I'm got. I'm going to get you that's... in the hook. Oh. Uh, I, I really, I, I'm, oh man, I'm excited about Lobo. Like it, there's, it's something to make me excited about Krypton. Mm-hmm. I thought that first season was pretty boring in a lot of ways. Now, see, you remember it that way now, but you enjoyed it. I remember you enjoying it. I enjoyed it, but I also told you it ran, it ran long and it ran slow. Yeah. That was the thing we, uh, we came upon was we thought it should have maybe been about 70 ish percent the length that it actually is. Yeah. But uh, the other thing was, and, and tying into this one picture that we've been talking about for too long, uh, it was very... <laughs> it's Lobo. Shut up. Very it's visually the first live action Lobo. It is the first live. <sighs> yeah, that is a good shot. Um, but it, it was a very good... like Visually, the show, when it was slowing down on, on its pacing, it would give you mm-hmm. uh, some just some intense visuals to mess with. Right. The show looked great, especially for it sci-fi. Looked, like, I couldn't yeah. believe they pulled some of this stuff off on sci-fi. Like some part of me still expects the Sci-Fi Channel to to be kind of like stuff that will eventually end up on MST3K. Look, Sci-Fi Channel for a long time, their original shows have looked pretty fantastic. They spend the money to make it look great. That's why they cancel stuff after two years because it just can't possibly make enough money. <laughs> They're like, well, it's only getting like a million views over the course of the season. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. Well, reboot uh, it for something new. Put everything you can in the trailer house for it, and uh, we'll we'll ride it until the ad buys are not paying the bills anymore. Yeah. Six months later. Yep, the ad buys are not paying the bills anymore. It's rough. I hope the show gets an ending. I don't trust Sci-Fi Channel. They're worse than Fox. I see. I'm already. I'm already so um, ignorant about their recent programming that I still have that kind of expectation of low budget. Yeah, I mean, so I, they, I their stuff looks. I don't want to. Great now, but their reputation stays the same. They just keep canceling shit. That's rough. I'll never forgive them for Invisible Man. Yeah, fair enough. Anyway, I feel like we should probably end this. Oh yeah. No, oh, okay. Yeah, fair enough. Let's get out of here. We don't have to. We can still. You want to stick around? No, no, I need to talk about cheese or something. I don't know. No, I think I need to bail on it. I think it's time to bail. <laughs> Just not Christian Bale. No. Have you seen Have you seen him as Dick Cheney in that movie in that trailer for for Vice? No. Oh, I am sending you that. Wait, that hold on. That trailer looks fantastic. I'm not gonna watch the trailer, but I do want to see this picture now. Oh, it's like Sam Rockwell as George W. Bush. Like Steve Carell's in this thing as Rumsfeld. It looks fantastic. Oh God, it's he written looks by Adam fantastic McKay. Fantastic as oh. Yeah, it's, it's Adam McKay. It's, oh, man. It looks it's a great cast. nuts. Yeah. Amy Adams is in this thing. My goodness. Looks fantastic. I wish I was going to watch that movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come hang out with us. Talk to us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash group slash DC On Screen Podcast. We're over on Twitter, DC On Screen. I'm at David C. Robertson. That's where I tweet. Um, Jason doesn't really tweet. Nah. Too much. I'll pop uh, on here and there, but eh, it's yeah. here and there. By the way, by the way, you actually have a Twitter account. I don't know about that. Yeah, I'll let you know. Okay, great. I mean, it's you, it's been for years. It's been years. Oh, but yeah, it's still around. Okay, well, throw me a link. <laughs> I might. Yeah. Anyway, uh, guys, we'll be back. Uh, what Sunday? We're gonna do some some review stuff. I guess we're gonna try to get to Titans and uh, just doing the season premieres of Titans and uh, Flash and Black Lightning this week. Mm. Is that right? Yeah. It's gonna be a lot. That's our weekend I mean, right there. Kind of way late, way less than it used to be though. Yeah. Yeah. The old days. Uh, <laughs> I shudder to think of what the new days would be like in these times. Yeah, so you'll probably get, uh, you know, three short bonus episodes this week, and then we'll be back on Wednesday. Uh, don't unsubscribe. In fact, I'm going to ask you to go ahead and share us with your friends. And also, we're on Spotify now. Yay! Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so, uh, talk to you guys later. Till then, keep some DC on your screen. Our opening narration was from Dan Jurgens' The History of the DC Universe, Part 3 of 10, as featured in DC 52, Week 4. It was performed by me, David C. Robertson. Intro music by Jason Goss and Michael Shackelford. Michael's band, Future Elevators, could be found on Spotify or future-elevators.com. Our introduction was performed by Effie Ophelders of the fantastic podcast Stealing the Remote, which lives on SoundCloud. It can also be found on iTunes and Stitcher. We are proudly in partnership with TV Time, the TV show calendar and social media site that lets you keep track of what you're watching, what your friends are watching, and where you all left off. DC On Screen is a maladjusted production. Visit maladjusted.tv for more from me and Jason, including sketch comedy, an improvised web series, vlogs, parodies, and more.